Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Hey, what's going on, man? Welcome back. I'm back. Yeah, I was uh, sorry. I was playing with Mickey Mouse last week. How'd that go? It was terrible. It's not the happiest place on earth. <laughs> I mean, it's great for the first day and then there's quickly diminishing returns. Yeah, well. You just get tired and cranky. I feel like I could have... Uh predicted that part it's kind of like the same level of glory that people have with startups like it sounds glorious but it's really not i have a question what is a startup anyway because you and i are sitting here this morning and here comes a uh a notification from the wall street journal telling me or linkedin telling me that uber is no longer the most valuable startup. And I'm sitting here going, how the hell is Uber still considered a startup? It's in every country in the world and like everywhere. So what is a startup? I think that's a really, really good question. We do a podcast about them. I feel like we should know. Yeah, we probably should know what that is. Well, I looked it up. It's not Uber. I looked it up. And it's uh, the action or process of setting something in motion. But wait, that's to start up like a car. Okay, so okay. <laughs> it's a newly established business. Well, that means that anybody that just started a business or anything that just got started is, in fact, a startup. Um, I know we talk about software and a lot of other stuff, but if you just opened a clothing store or a lawn mowing business or anything, you are a startup. Well, I think there's two sides of this, right? It's it's what is a startup, and then when is a company no longer a startup? Right. Apparently, according to the Wall Street Journal, that can be billions of dollars later in value. Yeah, because Uber's worth $72 billion. Actually, I who knows? I don't know how a shitload list. Metric like, shit ton. Yeah, we're going to get into this list here in a little bit. But I think let's get a little. Uh, all right. So a startup's come in all shapes and sizes. They come with all degrees of funding and expertise and ownership members. Uh, uh, that own it and stuff like that. I did look up that most companies that are considered startups have between one and three founders. Does that sound about right? Sounds about right. Yeah. And I read that two, two out of three get some kind of funding, whether it be like a loan or someone that puts a couple bucks in. Um, I think that's just that early founder seed money, right? But all of those things sound like uh, any kind of other business. Like you and I could go open a McDonald's franchise and we need a loan. Right. But is your, is that a startup? I don't know. That's a great question. And, and, you know, I think it depends on the context that you're asking. McDonald's is certainly not a startup as we know, but I think if you opened your very first McDonald's franchise unit, I will go ahead and let you say that you have your own version of a startup. When I hear the word startup, I think of risk. I agree. I think that's the number one factor. I think of crazy. Like, why am I doing this? And depression. No, those are, those are, well, let's, let's, let's get into this list. So, (laughs) so in my infinite search for wisdom and knowledge, I asked Google, what is a startup? 
And because I care about nothing other than finding the most important material and the most relevant material I can for our listening base, I went ahead and clicked on the first article. Oh, so it was a very exhaustive search. It was. Well, everyone knows you get everything you need from the first search result, right? That's right, yeah. All right. So I did find an interesting article by someone that shows you how, how close of attention I was paying. But I did find the 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 points or the headers on each you know section that they had to be pretty relevant. And I grabbed this list and it, and it starts with a startup is focused on growth. Shouldn't all businesses be? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So let's scratch that one. Yeah, on. I don't think that's definitive enough. How about a startup is solving a problem? Yes, yes, yes. So would any other business. But the business started because you are solving a problem, right? Maybe solving a problem nobody else has solved or not enough people are solving. Like there's an unmet need. Or solving it in a different way. Kind of like, that just sounds like, like a business. Uber. That sounds like a business. Like nobody's mowing the damn grass around here. I guess I'm going to start doing it and charging people. So solving a problem. Are the non-startup of Uber was the problem that they were solving that it was just a pain in the ass to get a cab or it wasn't convenient or is it too expensive or the cab companies had a lock on that stuff? Okay. Okay. A startup is a job you can't live without. I don't know about that one. I mean, I I think what that's attempting to say is you should be passionate about what you do at your startup because not doing so is going to eventually fade. Your excitement's going to fade. Like, look, yeah, but that, most people have a jo- that have a job can't live without their job. Like, they would have no money. Yeah, well, most startup founders I know don't have any money. Either, that's true. So, I mean, I think that that's fair. But I think I think that the uh, Um, I think that what's the statement there is more along the lines of passion. Like if you can't be, if you're not passionate and I say this a lot, if you're not passionate about what you're starting your business around, then don't do it. That's absolutely true. It's going to turn into work. It's not like it's passion that drives you and, and really helps you get through, you know, you mentioned before, you're like, Oh, depression or whatever. Look, uh, it's, not uncommon to wake up at two in the morning and say, am I crazy? Uh, have all the decisions I made, are they all wrong? Am I going to go broke? You're going to go through that. So if you're not passionate about what you do, those moments will in fact kill your startup. Well, like I'm having lunch today, uh, when we're done here with somebody who I'm going to guess is scared to death to tell me very many details about their business because it's in automotive. Uh, cause they think I'm going to like copy their idea or something like that. But I have no passion for it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's just as simple. I don't, I don't care. Like I'm in, I, I'm glad to help them and listen to them, but I'm not going to go copy them and do what they do. I, always I have that. no passion for it. I always love that. Um, okay. A startup is searching for a product or market fit. No, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. What? You skipped the most important one on the list. Oh, a startup is more questions than answers. I think that kind of defines it. Yeah. Yeah. There's more questions about how to do business, the problem, the product, the market. I think our all, I think it also goes back to like I like that one a lot. So a couple of minutes ago, we we're talking about like as a new McDonald's location, a, a startup. It's not because there aren't. There more, it comes with a freaking playbook of how yeah, to run the damn business. Exactly. There are no questions. Right, right, and that's I think that's the hardest thing about starting a non-franchise business, and we've talked about that before. Is you know you don't. What do you do if it's all those if-then scenarios and 
until you define all of them. You don't have any protocol. And then most of the time you don't anyway, because you were too busy doing other shit and you didn't write any of that down. I mean, every business has problems, things to figure out. I mean, my little uh, lawn mowing business I just started. Yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing, but at some point in time, I got to figure out how to scale it. I'm going to have some issues and whatever, right? Like everything has some issues, but startups are fraught with questions of like, who is my customer? How do I find the first one? Like there's usually a whole lot more questions. I think it's more along the lines of what do I do now? Yeah. Um, Well, your next, the next one you mentioned is, is really good. That fits right into this. Searching for a product or market fit. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that you probably should probably have a better idea about your product or what you're aiming for as a market fit before you start the business. But I think that there's a a ton of startups that, you know, take a pivot or make some kind of move in one direction in order to better accommodate product and market fit. Is that fair? I think you have to understand the market. And I think this fits into the next question on your list of filling the gap in the market. Right. Well, we've had a lot of pretty brilliant and honestly quite wealthy people on this show that have done exactly that. And sometimes the the gaps are very weird niches that you've never heard of. Yes. And uh, I love the phrase, there are riches in the niches. Like one of our uh, potential new clients, um, they do software for dog pounds. Yes. Is that how you would describe it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. I know. I know. I know. And, and, you know, the crazy thing is, is whoever would have thought that that was as big of a enterprise or company because they got a lot of people that work for them. Yeah. Like quite a few. Yeah. And that is just, uh, yeah, uh, there's something out there for everyone. And, you know, there's, I think there's just a lot to be said about that whole, you know, this is where there's a million cliche statements, but you know, being the big fish in the small pond, um, there's a lot of stuff out there that you can still start and probably immediately be number one. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. What do we have next here? Um, okay. A startup is changing the way things are traditionally done. Well, that goes back to our Uber example. Yeah. Uber has definitely changed that. You know, it, you talk about disruption and things being crazy. I was watching, uh, I think it was on vice or something like that about, you know, in places like New York, in order to control the population of cabs, you had to buy those medallions. Yes. And they're like 200 grand. They're more. Yeah. They were like, some of them were like 800 grand. That's stupid. And well, people bought them and then Uber came out and it just torched that whole, that whole thing. But you talk about the way things are traditionally done. Like realistically, do you ever think about actually calling a cab? Uh, sometimes not calling one on the phone. No, if I walk out, if I walked, okay. If I'm in Vegas or something when I was like in that, Cebu, we would use taxis. Sure. I didn't use Uber well, there. They don't have the Uber. Wasn't the thing there. They had something called, I think it was called grab. Yeah. <laughs> Some more of the back of motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I was a little, uh, but yeah, there, there were taxis there everywhere. You could hail them. Right. But time. how about here? How about here? And, and the they're hard USA? to find. Yeah. They're hard to find. I can't imagine that taxi company in Kansas driving. city. Taxis are hard to find. Right. But the main thing, too, that was irritating and why, you know, you talk about doing a better thing was, you know, I remember when you used to call a cab if you wanted to take one to the airport or something, you know, well, first off, you had to call. Second off, you'd always have to wait forever. Second off, there weren't really cabs. Do you see cabs in your neighborhood? I don't. No. Right. Okay. A startup is starting something from scratch. I'm going to star that one three times and put a gold star and a check mark. How many star? Okay. 
I can we get a definition of your rating system? Because I see that's four, dude, that's five, five stars yeah. and a check mark. And, yeah, and yeah. Is it how out of how many? Five. What's the check mark for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an incomplete star, so we'll finish that oh, now. It's six, six stars. Six. Yeah, Whoa. six stars. So that's actually six out of five. Starting from scratch, I think that has to be part of the definition. Okay. A startup is a company in its early stages. Duh. Yeah. So, but that's going to conflict with everything. That gets one star. I have a seven page list of the most valuable startups that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. And I don't understand how any of these people. No, are they're not here. startups. Okay. Well, uh, a couple of them are. We'll get to that. A startup is not successful yet. I think that's a big one. I'm going to star that one. Because when we look at this list earlier, like Uber is obviously successful, but there are some companies on this list that have that are worth billions of dollars that haven't sold shit. Seventy-two. Well, yeah, then sold nothing. Yeah. They are not successful yet. This one gets stars mm. for me. How many? Not I. Maybe three. So three out of five. They look didn't look like stars. Though. Any check marks? They look like scribbles. Okay, the uh, next one the on way, your list. You, you should look into something that helps. Uh, maybe it's starting to start up that helps people draw stars. Because <laughs> I don't know what those do not look like stars. Okay, the next one on the list is getting five stars. A startup is a home for the crazy ones. Yes. Well, I think you got to be a little bit crazy at some point, but I don't really, you know, I've spent a lot of time in my life trying to determine what's the difference between being uh, a genius or being crazy. And I think that one of the only things that, okay, you're, you're the same person most of the time when you're called crazy or you're called a genius, it depends on who's making the judgment. And then also if you get some degree of success, right? Cause I think every business I've ever started or any chance I've ever taken, there's always been someone that's like, dude, you're crazy. That's not going to work. And you're like, yeah, I'm doing it anyway. And then two years later, they're like, oh, you're a genius for doing all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, well. Well, it's usually somebody who has a vision for how something should work or the future of something. And there's definitely a little bit of crazy to that, especially for the bigger ideas, say like Airbnb or, or some of those things that when they first started, people were like, who the hell would rent the extra bedroom in my house or whatever. And Next yeah. thing you know, it's like this giant company. You know, the thing that I like about a lot of these startups and some of the ones that were mentioned is they let the individual citizen have their own micro startup. Like if you want to be an Uber driver, right? You're that's kind of a startup in your, in your world. And I, the thing I like about that is, you know, I, you know, here at my, at my uh, age of 43, I've witnessed a couple phases of, economics in the world and you know people are always complaining for oh, i don't have any money i mean you could literally become an uber driver and go make a few dollars you make something you, to. you could do something i mean I, I got people in my family that make no money at all and they don't want to get a job and i'm like you can at least go drive for uber or do something man make a couple dollars so that brings up the next point a startup is a mix of emotions i put five stars next oh to that one god i might put like 500 hit you know our mission statement with Startup Hustle Podcast was to be transparent. Emotions, emotions, emotions. It can be a, it's a, it's, it, it's just, it's almost indescribable in yeah. some ways. Like I'm having a hard time even trying to wrap, like you really, it's stressful. I wasn't kidding earlier when I said depression. You're gonna, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But what brings that on? 
this I, whole list of stuff. Well, the de- <laughs> the feeling of, you know, it's, it's funny too, because, you know, a lot of people have mentioned that phrase like founder's depression. And I do think it's a real thing because here's the thing. If you're, you know, all right. If, I, I, I know the answer. To this. Well, you're going to watch, you're going to watch money disappear. You're going to deal with a lot of failure. You're going to deal with more failure. And then you're going to deal with even more failure on your way to figuring out what doesn't fail. I can sum this up for you. Do it. It's three things. Risk, having more questions and answers, and not being successful yet. Okay. The three of those things combined are a shit show of emotions. (laughs) Yeah. And pretty much defines the everyday life of a startup. So let me ask you a question, whether it was with Venn or even with Stackify or any of that, did you, you know, I always use that analogy of waking up at two in the morning, wondering if you're crazy or if you're going broke. Do you get, did, did that happen? Has that happened to you along the way? At Venn Solutions, it never happened. I didn't know what a startup was, never heard of any of these things. It was a business. It was never a startup. It was always successful. We always had questions, but we had a lot of answers. There was definitely risk, but it was different. Uh, Stackify, there's, you know, we're six years into this now and I don't, there's always risk. Um, but I think it's different. Like we're, we're, you know, if one of the key indicators here is not successful yet, sacrifice successful. Sure. We have 900 something customers, whatever in 60 countries it's successful. Right. Right. Still has its issues, still has risk, still has, you know, whatever. But is it a startup anymore? That's that's the question. We'll get to that. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that as far as Stackify goes, I'm going to exit you from that that category. I don't think you're a startup anymore. I think that some of these things are, and I say that just because like here it's next on the list, a startup is a company with few employees. Dude, you've got like 45. I do. Now, you can still be a startup with a couple hundred but that's not that's not the typical. Yeah, I don't think this one matters. I'm gonna scratch this one off the list. Is that a, all right? So we have scratch marks, check marks, and stars. Matt will be publishing a full key for his rating system later on the Startup Hustle Facebook. And chat. there's degrees of stars. There's like, I'm scribbles. taking a picture of these right now, just so if you I, guys want to come, if you guys want to see a picture of this, I will post this. It's going to be upside down. I would like everyone's feedback on whether those are stars or something else. <laughs> So I'll post that here in a little bit. Okay, so a startup is working towards an innovative common goal. Um, I think that that is a remarkably optimistic way to look at it. I think many times a startup is trying to figure out how to innovate, and that is their goal. This sounds like some marketing mumbo jumbo that somebody came up with. Yeah, that or doesn't a, mean anything. Or one I'm those, scratching that one off. Like or a poster. Yeah, that just says something like, are you working hard or working smart? I like the next one better. A startup is lean and adaptive. If you're not that, you're just dead. What does your rating system give that one? Um, five scribble stars. And for those of you that obviously can't watch, it's very clear that at the beginning of Matt drawing stars, he does not know how many <laughs> stars will be put on there. It's just very clear. Um if, if, I mean, one of the key advantages to being a startup <laughs> is being lean and adaptive, right? If, By necessity. And and taking risk. So, yeah. you know, people always worry about their competitors. Like, oh, I compete with this big company. But this big company does not take risk. They are not adaptive and they are not lean. 
right? right? The, the way that you are successful is you're that little bout, you know, you're that speedboat out there in the ocean that is running laps around their big battleship. I use, use the game battleship, that little yeah. two peg boat. That's always the one that you're trying to hit. Like, that is always moving too. That's, but, and, but you can use that to your advantage because you go back to the battleship analogy. You have the aircraft carrier companies that are that big. They're trying to turn around an aircraft carrier in a swimming pool. Like mm-hmm. you have yeah. to focus on, and they won't take any risk. You have, well, they'll spend months talking about if they can even move the aircraft carrier. or they go through, like you said, like, yeah, or like 27, layers of approval. They're just not fast. So you have to understand what you're good at being lean and the ability to adapt or make decisions quicker or put yourself in a different position and do it quickly is strong. And so part of this comes to having the capital you need and the resources you need to do this too, right? So like Stackify, we kind of got to a place where we were successful and what else and whatever, but the team wasn't big enough to be as adaptive as we needed to be. Like we couldn't enhance the product fast enough. Right. And that's why we found a solution for that. That's why uh, building a, you know, adding on to our development team in the Philippines was a dramatic, like strategic initiative for us. Um, We tripled the size of our engineering team that helped us be adaptive. Like we could not be adaptive. We were a skeleton crew just limping along and we either had to go raise an insane amount of money or find other ways to be more frivolous with our money. So here's a flash rating. I would like you to give a rating of our company, Fullscale, which can be found at fullscale.io. What rating do are we getting stars on that? Or yeah, I think it's uh, at least five stars. Okay, yeah, I would be really scribble stars. I would be really concerned if you said that it wasn't. So if you guys want to learn more about what we do, um, Matt and I own a business. Fullscale can be found at fullscale.io. We help. Really, any company that we feel is a good fit with us, help them build their development teams faster and usually more affordably. So we would love to talk to you about that. Back to talking about this, a startup is a company with a small user base. I, I like, love this one. I, I like, love it. I feel like that's a duh. But you know of what? Of course, it's a... Who, that pretty much crosses Uber off the list. Yeah. That's a good point. But whose who's brand new business comes with a built-in giant user I, base? I think this one so is a So you think this key... is more like a disqualifier? This is what pushes you off of the list? Yes. Then this, I'm a, then this list that I have here is bullshit. All right. A company is, com- a startup company is completely independent. Nah, not necessarily. What is that? How, I don't know how to define that. What, like one of our full-scale customers is a uh, basically startup business unit within yeah. a larger enterprise yeah. right like they're not completely independent yeah it's true i mean they're kind of independent but a startup is searching for a sustainable business model yes okay that is why my lawn mowing business is not a startup and that our mcdonald's is not a startup so i have a question so you've circled some summer circle <laughs> some have stars and check marks and then wait is that a question mark with a dash next to it yes here? sort of there's, you need to put a dot to make it a, it's either a seven. There we go. Now it's a question mark. Okay. Wow. I feel like your rating system and your writing is really defining a startup as well. Like just trying to figure things out. I have a lot of questions. I get it. All right. A startup is about making change. Boom. That is correct. If, or, you, if you can't yeah. make change, it's like being lean and adaptive. If you can't make change and sometimes do it on the fly, good luck. I mean, it may not be about change. It could be about just doing something better, faster, cheaper. 
Okay, this very last one on this list before we talk about what Wall Street Journal believes are the top startups. A startup is prototyping a concept. I think that's going to also remove this whole entire list. Yeah. So where, okay. where are you at on that? Yes. I like that. Well, I'm going to circle it. I still don't. And star. So is the circle a multiplier? Like if you have five stars on your rating system and it's circled, does that like boost it? Or that looks more like a star. <sighs> stars are still I made you insecure. I've made I'm sorry. I'm okay. My star drawing is a Hang startup. on, let me straighten my list. I have a lot of questions. Okay. And a lot of risk. And I'm not successful yet with my star drawing. All right. So in our in our really deep and thorough research, the second result, well, Matt was put in charge of finding a list of the most valuable startups, which he then just sent me a link and I printed it out. So well, so I think you're making I think me the, do the heavy lifting here. Yeah, well, I know the the that's why I keep you around. The um, so I think the next topic is figuring out okay, when is a startup no longer a startup? Right, right. So I got a list of that. You may go through my list. Yeah. Okay. So one of them, I like this one. It says you are acquiring other startups. If you're doing acquisitions, then you're not a startup. Probably not a startup. Okay. You might not. You, you're more of an – well, yeah. I like this one. This one's my favorite. You've made it through the high-risk stage. Yeah. That, risk is not as much of a thing anymore. I think if that's the case, you're now that's just defining being established. You're just an enterprise at yeah. that point. Yeah. Um, another one that's interesting is how many employees you have. Once you have a certain number of employees or you're not really a startup anymore. Does, does your list give a definition of where that begins? It says 30 or so. But so you're trying to say that full scale is no longer a startup a long time ago. I don't think it ever was. I mean, I, I do. Cause I think that we were defining a lot of things around the list. We were, we, it was created around wanting to solve a problem about wanting to do it differently. We um, were offering a product and or service that was not that we weren't currently doing. We created it as its own separate independent business now, is yeah. it still a startup is maybe a better question. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to that. Yeah. All right. So next one on my list says, you can afford to pay your employees and yourself well. Uh, well? So well is the key word there? Probably, yeah. We would need to define well. But okay. It's interesting. Your mission is rock solid. Wow. That doesn't, that's a little, well... I don't think that exit exits you from startup. I think that if you have your shit together and you're on day three of the startup, your mess, your mission can, and quite possibly could be. Here's another good one. You're receiving more leads from referrals than cold calling. Then we're not a startup at full scale. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Here's another good one. Your brand speaks for itself. It's like Uber. I, Oh. Who the hell doesn't know what Uber so, is? So, you know, when I went, when I was once a student at a fancy business school, they said that it's bad. Like, like they use the term Kleenex or Xerox. Right. Like, so like sometimes that's not good because people are like, hey, get an Uber, but then they use the Lyft app. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. That was a pretty good list. I think to me, it's all about the risk and that going back to what we talked about earlier, it's the, uh, how big is your customer base? Are you successful or not? Which is kind of a gray term, but right. Um, I think you su- have a lot more questions is, and answers. Success risk. is defined by you personally. Yeah. 
you know, um, I actually asked one of, you know, one of my really successful musician friends at, we we're talking about this podcast. I said, what point should we consider this successful? He said, when it feels successful, like just, yeah. it's really just like a definition. Cause like one person's expectations, like well, being realistic about it, right? Like yeah. Uber may not feel they're successful because taxis still exist. Yeah, I guess it's true. Well, they're number one on this list and it says that the company is worth $72 billion by, okay, so I'm going to use my rating system here and I'm going to say, yes, that's successful. And no, it's not a startup. It has received $14.9 billion in funding. That's with Mostly to cover the legal fees, probably. Yeah. I can only imagine what those are. Okay, so this next on this list, number two, which is now number one, and I honestly don't even know what this company does. It's Chinese. Didi Shujing. I have no idea. Yeah. Okay, number three, also not a startup, Airbnb. Now, they were definitely a startup at one time. Yeah. It was a crazy idea at one time. Yeah, and now they're the world's largest hotel company, basically. Pretty much. So that you're not a startup at that point. No. They are successful. Okay. All right, number four, I also do not know what Meituan Jianping does, but they yeah. are worth $30 billion. They received $8.4 billion in funding. By the way, look at some of these multiples. If you look at Airbnb with $3.3 billion in equity funding, their, their latest valuation is up 10x. And that was quite a while ago, so I feel like it's probably even higher. Yeah, let's just skip the ones we don't know who are here. Okay, Next. SpaceX I think is interesting. Worth twenty one billion with one point five billion. I mean, that's in. that's an example of the ultimate startup, though, right? Like they got to figure out how to build rockets and fly to them. Prove that they can build rockets. Prove that they work. Get some expensive ass government contract, all before making any money. Of which there's one. There's three clients in the world that. Well, that's probably there's probably other true. governments. Well, I, I think they could Outside also the launch US. private. Yeah, like in private. But still, I mean that. I mean that's like the ultimate example of a startup that requires an insane amount of capital to prove that they can even be in business. Okay, so next, that's the opposite of my m- right. lo- mowing the lawns. Yeah. Well, the path to revenue with SpaceX is pretty short. Not pretty, not short. It no, might, I don't even know if you if there is a true path there. Like you, that's defining needing to figure it out. This next one and its valuation, I think, are subject to uh, interesting questions. We work, not a startup. I agree, but that's also with it's their, a real estate business. Yeah, that's my point, and that's why the valuation. How much of, it says twenty point two billion? How much of that is real estate? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't either. That's um, stupid. I don't even know what this next one is. Palantir. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I don't remember what they what do. They, they do something that makes them worth $20 billion. Stripe. Yeah, and Stripe, Stripe's an interesting business because they weren't all that crazy innovative either. Like, there's lots of people that take credit cards and process credit card transactions. Yeah, but they made it easier for developers. Yeah. Because, you know, and I went through this because uh, Gigabook uses Stripe for all kinds of stuff, and it is without a doubt our preferred method. Um, but why is it a startup? I don't know if it's a it, startup now. Like, it wasn't even a risky business model. There was nothing unique about it, nothing different. I mean, it's almost like saying, I'm not going to open a McDonald's. I'm going to open a Hardee's and put McDonald's out of business. They just made a better way to do it. Yeah. Right. But that's some, well, so did and they Uber. did it. So did Uber. And they did it. So did Uber. Yeah. But um, Uber was a different business model. Yeah. Stripe wasn't a new business model. Well, they're worth a lot of money. So yeah. They did something right. They did something right. Have you heard of Lufax? Lufax? Luffix? Nope. 
L-U-F-A-X. Well, they're worth $18.5 billion. The next, uh, Uber's uh, stepchild, Lyft. Yep. Next on the list, Pinterest. Straight out of Iowa. Is it? Yeah. Repre- representing the Midwest. What's on your Pinterest page, Matt? I don't use Pinterest. Um, come on, you do. It's probably full of Disney You're stuff. Doing it under an alias. It's full of Disney stuff. Dat Motson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, Flipkart. I don't remember that one. You know what Flipkart is. I do. You do? No. Or you don't? No. You know, honestly, I'm gonna, we're both going to sound stupid for not knowing it. I know my wife uses it to order groceries faster. Oh, so it's like Instacart? Yeah, I think so. I okay. think it's the same thing. So, um, or maybe it's close. Um, next, DJI. All right. Now, this is actually an interesting one. That's the drone company. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. they make drones and different kinds of tech. Now, yesterday... So this is this company's listed here as being worth ten billion dollars. I guarantee you that yesterday it got kicked in the nuts because the government is about is about to pass uh, rules and regulations that are going to prohibit or restrict a lot of general drone usage by guys like you and I. I thought they've already done that where you couldn't fly over a certain elevation. They, and stuff. they do that, but it's going to a different level. Okay. Yeah. So, so that um, brings up a good, a good question though. So are they a startup? Like even though they're successful, is it because the industry itself is its infancy that it's still extremely high risk? I think the risk is there. Cause like, it's I kind of like being in the marijuana business or something like it's successful. There people obviously make a lot of money, but it's still extremely high risk right? for various reasons. Well, cause there's a lot of variables that you can't control at that yeah. point and you can't always control all the variables. All right. So, well, actually next is what we were talking about earlier. Grab taxi, which is an Uber type thing in the Philippines. They have grab. It's oh, is that thing. grab? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. And by the way, it's like integrated with Google Maps and stuff like that. It's almost better off. So uh, the next one, Slack, uh, you use it, I use it. Now, they're not a startup anymore. Kn- they're going public. Yeah. Not they, a startup. they have started preparing to go public. Um, okay. My, so, go ahead. I was going to say, so there's a million of these on this list. How many do you want to go through? Oh. Is there any specific ones on here you want to talk about? Well, here's Instacart. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Some of these are kind of surprising me. Um, Auto One Group. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's a car dealership group. I don't know what that is. I mean, there's a lot on here. I mean, these they, it starts to really get bunched up. I mean, it's amazing how many billions there are on here. I mean, this is, God, this really is. Avant. Isn't that who, who we uh, had a... Didn't we get an office through them? I don't know. Short-term office? Is, is that, yeah. Is that like WeWork? I think it is. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. We're on to the second page here. I mean, I'm into things like Reddit. Like, I wonder how many of these things actually generate any money or revenue. Like, do, does Reddit? Well, so uh, Reddit, Reddit has ads. ads? Yeah. Okay. Red, but, you know, the like, I'm looking at Quora is on here, which is a Q&A like a site. Q&A? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know how that's worth a couple billion dollars because... I just don't see how the ad business supports that, but yeah. Some of these, I just wonder what they do. Peloton is on the list here. Does the bicycle? Yeah, those are stuff? pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it, you know, I own a company that it delivers those. Things. Yeah, but anyways, I think there's there's just there's companies that do all different things. But I think the the real question of this that we're trying to really discuss is at what point in time are these businesses startups anymore or not? This is crazy. I look at this fan duel. 
Yeah. 1.3 billion. Now that's everywhere. It kind of disappeared. They had to merge with, uh, what was DraftKings? Yeah. Yeah. They, they ended up merging. They couldn't. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't afford to compete with each other. So that was kind of like Sirius and XM back in the day. I guess, I, you know, at some point, don't these start to turn into exits? Some of them do. There's actually a list at the bottom of your thing here. I'm on like page. At the very end. Like, I'm on, oh, there we go. Like but it doesn't say Spotify, what. Dropbox, Fab, MongoDB, Square, Snap. Now Dropbox. They went public. Now Lots Dropbox public. is, they went public. Right? Yeah. Yes. And one of their founders is from Based here in, in Kansas, Kansas City. City yeah. now, you know, I didn't know that until recently and I, I'm just shocked. Um, it's kind of sad he, he doesn't well, uh, spend more time here. Helping the local here, community or anything, or here on the the show. I know. He so, should. like, here's one that's exited. Honest Co. Isn't that uh, Jessica Beal or it's one of those famous? I don't know. It's like green stuff. Shopify. Well, anyway, there's a lot of stuff on here. You can. Uh, well, most of these just went public. Yeah, the ones at the bottom of the list. There. JD.com. Didn't their founder just get arrested for sex crimes in Minnesota while visiting the United States? It's probably not good for the valuation. There's a lot of stuff on here and, um, you know, I mean, overall, I just, I don't know. I would like to see a different list be out there. Cause like you said, I just, I think most of these aren't startups, right? Right. They're just successful companies that went from a startup to being an enterprise. So for those of you listening, we'd like to hear what you have to say about what a startup is and what isn't. If you're not, uh, if you haven't currently joined the startup hustle chat on Facebook, we'd love to see you there. Another thing while you, guys are listening through whatever you're listening through, do us a favor, reach down and, uh, and like the podcast, leave us a, leave us a great review about how awesome Matt Watson is at drawing stars while you're clicking. Master Watson. I thought that wore off. Captain DeCourcy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As a modern day buccaneer or swashbuckler, I will accept the title of captain. So, well, anyway, um, I don't, did we figure anything out? We yeah, figured out that a lot of companies so. aren't startups that are call, they're not being called startups. And and I think in general that you're no longer a startup when the level of risk goes down tremendously. And and part of that may be that you've identified your business model, you've identified your niche, you are profitable. Um, but I think in general it's it's the risk. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think it's the risk and the size of the company. Like Stackify too. is still potentially high risk even though we're successful. Right. So I think it's just that gray area of like, well, how much risk is enough risk that you just, you define it as a startup because the chance of failure is high. So speaking of startups, are you going to watch the Henry Ford documentary? So we can have a, uh, so we can discuss (sighs) that because that was a successful startup. At what point was Ford still a startup? I mean, they technically only Tesla still a startup. They made one product for like ever. Is Tesla still a startup? I don't know. Does Elon still in, he he? What he had to write a twenty million dollar check on that one? Yeah, it's like a couple hundred dollars. Did you see the him? stock price like went down yeah. like thirty five percent, and they and came then right back right today. Back yeah, I don't know about that. Well, Matt, I'm looking forward to chatting with you about Henry Ford soon, and we've got some really cool announcements. Um, we're giving away fifty grand soon, aren't we? We are. Yeah, but we're going to save that for another episode. So you. Definitely want to make sure you click and listen to that. We give away 50 K have a feeling. It's not the only time we're going to give away some money though. So yeah, make sure everybody checks out my, um, fancy star system. 
I will be posting a picture of that. Um, it, I should probably take one more. Here you go. Let me spin it around so you can, maybe we should auction take a picture with me. Oh yeah. Here we go. Oh God. Beautiful. And it's done. There we go. All right. That's the, uh, we're, we're breaking some ground there with as the very first time we've, uh, As long as you're not taking selfies during the podcast, which I'm surprised you haven't. I should do that. All right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, end this episode. We'll see you next time. And uh, remember, keep your startup moving forward as fast as you can so you can make this list of things that aren't really startups. See you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.